0: Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast of Life Church in Perry, Georgia. Let's join Pastor Tim McLaughlin, then go to the message. know this is not Easter or Christmas, but I can truly say that God has a special place in his heart for mothers. I truly believe that. Uh, We know that Jesus, God incarnate, the son of God, we we know that uh, God could have sent Jesus just said poof and there he was. I mean, God could have done that. How many of you know that? God could have just said, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to come in, I'm going to step out of time as my 30-year-old incarnate. He could have done that. I mean, listen, if he can take a, a Elijah up in a whirlwind, you know, he can. He, if he can take Enoch, just walk with God, if he can translate Philip, then, I mean, he could have just said, listen, there ain't no sense going through this whole birthing process. I'm going to come, I'm going to preach for three and a half years, I'll die, and then I'll raise from the grave, right? But he said, no, he said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be born of a woman. It was declared in Genesis that the seed of the woman would bruise the devil's head. So he said, I'm going to fulfill. And so woman is going to give birth to God. He doesn't need an earthly man. The Holy Spirit's going to come. But I'm going to use woman. God has a special place for mothers. And so he brought Jesus forth through woman. Even Jesus had a mother. And we know that throughout the Scripture, He honored His mother. In John chapter 2, at the wedding of Canaan of Galilee, when they ran out of wine, Mary, the mother of Jesus, said to Him, look at this in John 2.4, Jesus said to her, Woman, now listen, I'm going to pause right there. I'm going to teach on this for a second. But if that's how I started my statement to my mom, pow, right? Woman, <laughs> I'm not Jesus, all right? <laughs> Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Now, many people, just like I did, you want to poke fun at this, and they, they, they want to read this, and they think that, was Jesus being disrespectful to his mother? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. First, you need to understand that the Son of God would never do that. He is our example, So we need to look at the Word of God. We need to follow the Word of God. We need to follow Jesus because He is our example. He would never have disrespected Mary. Second, you need to understand the original translation. And that's where we miss it so many times is because we don't understand the original translation of the Greek. See, in the original Greek, if you look at this phrase right here, what He really says is, what to me and to you. So let me put it in context. Mary has just come to Jesus and informed him that the people that are running the wedding have ran out of wine. Jesus' response to her would have literally been something like this. What is that to me and to you? In other words, What does that have to do with us? Not just me. Jesus said, what does it have to do with both of us? He is not disrespecting Mary. What he's doing is he's putting both of them in a special category and questioning the relevance of the fact of the people outside of this category have no wine. They have no wine. What does that have to do with us? So why is this important? Because Jesus is not just trying to get himself out of a situation by not revealing who he is. Remember, he said, my time has not yet come. He's not just trying to get himself out of the situation, but he's trying to keep his mother safe also from what eventually is going to take place. See, Jesus knew his purpose He knew that he was to come, he was to die, he was to rise again. But he also knew that the pain that his earthly mother Mary was going to endure. And he was trying to hold off as long as he could for making himself known, not only for his benefit, but for her benefit. If I could could do anything, there's been times in my life where if I could have stepped in and and prevented my mom from having to suffer some of the things that she's went through. You know, I've never met my real father, and uh, him and my mom weren't married, and she got pregnant, and he he left. She she was a single mother. She had to go through, through birth without him. Then when I was two, she married my stepdad. When I was nine, my stepdad... Died of an alcohol induced stroke. I wish my mom wouldn't have had to go through that pain. And then when I was 12, my mom had to sign her legal rights to me away so that I could go live with uh, another relative because I wasn't the easiest child. I'm glad nobody said amen right there. That was good. <laughs> but I couldn't imagine... What it would be like for a mother to to have to say, listen, I I have to sign my child's rights away to go live with someone else and let them raise them. I mean, I think about all these trials that my mom had to go through. If I could have stepped in and prevented any of those. And Jesus says, listen, he says, I know. I know that I'm the one that's going to have to be beaten. I'm the one that's going to have to suffer and die. I'm the one that's going to have to go into the tomb. But she's going to be right there watching all of it. So when he says to her right here, when she says, she says, listen, Jesus, she says, I know who you are. Just go ahead and do what you're going to do and make some wine for these people. And when he looks at her, he says, woman, mom, this doesn't concern us. Let's not do this right now. Because as soon as I do this, it starts a chain of events that I can't stop. Jesus was honoring his mother, John two five. the next verse, his mother says to him, whatever he says to do, do it. See, we read this and we look at it and he says, mother, what do, woman, what does this have to do with us? Mary understood what Jesus was saying. She understood he's trying to protect me. And yet she turns around and she says, but whatever he says to do, do it. I know he's willing. I know he's the son of God. And I know he's trying to protect me. But I know that he has to do this. So whatever he says to do, do it. Not only did Jesus honor his mother by trying to postpone what was about to happen and how it would impact her. But she was acknowledging who he was. Listen, kids regardless of how old you are, pay attention to how Jesus honored His mother and was trying to protect her. In this one passage of Scripture, we see three things that not only did God impart to Jesus, but also three things that I believe God imparted to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and to every mother that's in here. This Mother's Day, We want to honor you moms. Watch this short video, would you? Are you guys sure you've got this? Yeah, the twins are plugged in, baby's asleep. How hard can this get? We're men. Besides, I bumped into Chuck Norris at a pizza hut once. I think his power's rubbed off on me. Get out of here. Go on, enjoy your mommy getaway weekend. Oh, uh, this weekend was a bad idea. Do you remember what happened last time we watched the kids? I'm not a piñata! Get it off Get it off <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna need help. Use of this product may alter your perception of reality. (sighs) All right, everything looks the same. This is a joke, guys, guys, guys. It's like the Sahara in this cup. Can somebody hit me with some juice? (sighs) And listen pulp, no pulp, doesn't make a difference to me. You're the ones dealing with the diaper. Mom, goggles! (laughs) It's beautiful! need you to sit on your bottom. Listen to Daddy. You sit on your bottom, okay? Daddy's gonna come get you. Don't, 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 move. don't, don't, don't move. Don't do it. You sit on your bottom. Okay? Daddy's gonna come get you. Ah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you try to stop me. You made a poopy, yes you did, bitch. Where are your mom goggles? They wouldn't fit over my hazmat suit. Take this. I don't know how they do it. Oh, well you take it and you fold it from corner to corner. No, I'm, I'm asking the question, how do moms do all of this? How do they handle it all? Well, maybe they have goggles we don't know about. It's as if God gave moms a special way of looking at things, you know? Okay, who taught you servanthood? Who modeled grace? Who gave you a taste of what God's love could look like? My mom, Mr. T, and my mom. Anyway, I I just think God gave moms a special way of looking at things. Hey, honey. Hey, how's it going at home? It's all good. Guess you could say I'm starting to catch a glimpse of what your world looks like. Oh, really? Yeah. Mama. Hold on. Your daughter wants to say something to you. I did Mama. She says she misses you and she realizes how important you are in her life and she doesn't know how you do it and she knows that she can't make it without you. You said all that, huh? I don't know if she said it, but it's what I wanted to say, and I should have said it a lot sooner. I thank God for you, the twins. Um, it, it was nothing. Um, I, we, we have to go, okay? Um, l- love you, mommy. Randy, you should really get a pair of these, brother. (laughs) Yeah, you really should get a pair of these, (laughs) brother. All right. Man, I wish I would have had a set of those when my kids were small. We don't need to talk about uh, those things, honey. Uh, They survived. They turned out pretty good. All right. But let's understand mothers. Uh, I think about Mary... And I think about, she understood what Jesus was getting ready to go through. She understood that when Jesus told her and he was trying to protect her, and she said, but do whatever he says to do. I believe that not only did God give Jesus gifts that he demonstrated while he was on earth, and gifts that we all need to follow, but I believe that God instilled some things in mothers that we need to look at this morning quickly. I know y'all want to take moms to lunch. Some of you have already cooked dinner at home and you want to get home and spend some time. So let's look at these quickly. Number one, servanthood. Servanthood. Servanthood is a gift. Luke 1.38 Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let Let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I like how the New Living Translation says it. Mary responded, "I am the Lord's servant. You are the Lord's mama." She says, "But I'm the Lord's servant." From the very beginning, Mary told God that she was His servant. Now, don't misunderstand, dads, kids, mom is not your slave. Women, that'd be a great time for an amen. There you go. Thank you. She's not your slave, but she's God's servant. Moms, much like Jesus, sleep less and do more. You ever read that in the Bible? You know, the, the disciples would go to sleep and Jesus would go off and he would pray. Or maybe it was early in the morning and they'd wake up and, and he was already out there praying. You know, I remember growing up just wondering, how in the world did she get all this stuff done? You know, because I was in bed and she she was the last to bed and the first up in the morning. Mothers have a gear that I believe most of us don't even have. They can do things that most of us can't even think about. I think about my my Aunt Dean. Uh, I, my wife tells me all the time, she goes, she said, I hope you don't think that you married your Aunt Dean. And, and it's a different generation. I understand that. But my Aunt Dean, I always, you know, like, I don't know, we had Wonder Woman growing up, but but if I had to picture a Wonder Woman, it wouldn't be the lady with the lasso and the the invisible jet. It would be my Aunt Dean. Uh, she's, she's probably up in her, gosh, late 90s right now, but when I was a kid growing up, I would go spend a lot of my summers in Alabama, and my Aunt Dean would get up in the morning. We would get up usually at 6 a.m. My Uncle Howard would wake us up, and we had to go work the farm, and so at 6 a.m. we'd get up, and I'd go in and wash my face and brush my teeth, and I'd walk out into the dining room, and this, this eight-foot table four foot by eight foot table, just had all kinds of food. I mean, she had pancakes, waffles, biscuits, gravy, ham, bacon, grits. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And she'd be standing there in her her, her dress and her high heels and her hair was all perfect. And she'd say, come on in, son, get something to eat. And I'm like, Did she ordered out or something. I mean, that was before the days of Uber. And uh and so we'd sit down and eat, and as soon as we get done eating, Uncle Howard said, let's go. We'd go out, and we'd work out in the field. And we'd come in at noon, and we'd walk in, and we'd stop at the mop sink in the basement, and we'd clean up and go up top of the stairs. And that eight-foot table had all kinds of food on it. That had stuff to make sandwiches. You might have some meatloaf. You might have all kinds, I mean, just full. And she's standing there again, kitchen's clean, and her dress, her hair done perfect. Come on in, son. Grab you something to eat. I'd go in and eat we go back out to the field. we come in at 5 o'clock, take a shower at 6 o'clock. We'd sit down to eat. That table was full. Pork chops, uh, mac and cheese. I mean, just all, whatever you would want. The only time she ever sat down and ate with us was at dinner time. She never sat down and ate at breakfast. She never sat down and ate at lunch. I never saw the woman wash a dish, but the dishes were always clean. They didn't have dishwashers. Every day she wore a skirt and heels. Every day, her hair was just immaculate. And I thought, how in the world did she do And as soon as dinner was over, Uncle Howard would get up. He said, come on, kids. And we'd go out into the, the living room. We'd sit down. And usually about 10 minutes later, she'd come walking out. And she'd have a tray with bowls of orange uh, sherbet. And we'd all get a bowl of orange sherbet. And we'd sit there and we'd eat the sherbet while Uncle Howard told us something or we watched the news. And I thought, how in the world does Wonder Woman do all that? She was the last one to bed. The first one up in the morning, and she never, I never, ever, to this day have I ever heard my Aunt Dean complain. Now, I know today that, again, we live in a time that's a little bit different, and many of the ladies have to work outside the home. But even working outside the home, they cook, they clean, they do the laundry, and they help with homework. And the men said, y'all could have done a little bit better. Luke twenty-two verse twenty-seven says this: For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you as the one who serves. You know, we we look at it's the one that sits at the head of the table. We we would look at that, and most of us would look at my uncle Howard and said he's the greatest. I mean, he's he's sitting at the head of the table, and all this food's right there. She never sat, she served. Many of you ladies are much like that. I've I've been to some of your houses, I've been out with some of, and it's like you just you go, go, go. I remember when our kids were growing up, Miss Sheridan, it was just nonstop. I mean, even to this day, it's just it's just the two of us. And like she's in the kitchen for hours. And I'm like, I'm complaining. Would you sit down? Would you quit? She said, Do you want to eat? <laughs> well, yes. And I'm, you know, and she's in there doing food prep and cooking for, for, I mean, for weeks. Because she's got a different gear and she's got a servant's attitude. Mothers have a servant heart to make sure that everything else is taken care of. Moms are the living example of Philippians 2.4. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, Let each esteem others better than themselves. That's the epitome of mom. Not that moms are less than, but that moms put everyone else before themselves. Jesus is our example, but we are to do we. Let me rephrase that. Jesus is our example, but where do most kids learn and see these things first? Jesus is our example, but I saw it demonstrated through my grandmother, through my aunt, through my mom. Not that dads didn't demonstrate godly characters, but I saw servanthood demonstrated from mom before anybody else. John 13, 15 through 17, Jesus says, For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is no greater than a master, nor is he who sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Moms, you're a blessing. You're a true servant and a true example of what God was talking about. Not only are moms an example of servanthood, but moms are an example of grace grace. If you know what the definition of grace, if you've been around the church for a while, you understand that grace is defined as getting what you don't deserve, right? Jesus is the incarnation of grace. He died to take our sins and to give us salvation, to give us abundant life, to give us eternal life, none of which we deserved. Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When we were still in sin, he didn't wait for us to get cleaned up or to get perfected. While we were still in sin, Christ died for you and I. We didn't deserve it. That's grace. Moms, many times we don't deserve all that you do for us. I can tell you I've Heard moms in the altars crying out to God for sick children, for dying children. They cry. And I've heard moms even say this: I've been in hospital rooms when when, when young children or even adult children. I remember a a lady that was probably in her 30s and and she had a a brain aneurysm. She was getting ready to to, to die and, and And the doctor said, there's nothing else we can do. And we were in there praying and we got done praying and we all started to walk out of the room and the mom knelt down next to the bed and grabbed her daughter's hand. She said, Lord, take me instead. That's grace. I've heard moms that have weeped and cried for their lost children. They'll sit in the altars and they'll cry and they'll beg that, that somehow some way God will send someone that they would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I believe moms are the greatest intercessors on the planet. When it comes to the gift of grace, I believe moms get their biggest share of anyone else. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7 says, "But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift." So understand that all of us have been given this grace to, a, to a, a level, to a measure. But I believe mom's got the greater measure. No one has more grace than mom's. I know that many times I would do something so bad that dad wanted to leave his mark, if you know what I mean. And mom would plead her case, and I would not get what I deserved. Anybody in here, we got a witness, all right? There were times dad would come home. He'd find out I did something, and he said, boy, I don't know. Anybody have a dad, you know, I thought my dad was, my mom was Wonder Woman. My dad was Zorro, (laughs) (laughs) all right? Some of you young kids are going, what's he talking about? We get time out. (laughs) 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 But moms, man, my mom kept me out of many a beating, I'm just here to tell you. What does mom do? Not only does mom forgive, but mom always gives a little extra grace. She would sit down and she would explain why, why she stuck up for me and why I didn't get what I deserved, and then she'd always top it off with a little bit of ice cream. Love moms. When God was giving out grace... Mom's got the biggest measure. Moms have the most, most faith, the sweetest words. They're the smartest in the family. And more than that, they have grace that abounds. 2 Corinthians 8, 7 says, But as you abound in everything, in faith and speech and knowledge and diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in grace also. I've, I've deserved a lot of things in my life. I was talking to my mom yesterday. I talked to her for about an hour and 10 minutes. And my mom tells me all the time when I talk to her, she says, son, I'm so proud of you and where you're at. And I said, that's because you know where I came from. i never forget years ago, my, my mom, uh, this was right after we started the ministry in Tennessee. We'd been open about two or three years. Um, I had just got my ordination credentials. And my mom ran into my old football coach, John Brown. And uh, he saw her at Walmart or something, and, and he said, "Hey, how you doing?" And they they talked for a minute. She says, he said, "Well, how's the boys going doing?" Because I got a three year younger brother. He said, "How's the boys doing?" She said, "Well, Jared, which is my younger brother, you know, he's an electrician and he lives out in Waterford, which is the next town over, and he's married and he's got three kids and he's doing good." And he said, "That's great. I'm glad to hear it." He says, "How's Tim?" She said, well, he's down in Tennessee right now. He's a a minister, and he's running this huge ministry. He said, no, I'm talking about your son, Tim. How's he doing? (laughs) She said, Coach. And she pulled out her smartphone, and she pulled up our website, and she showed him a picture. And she said, Coach, sat there and started crying. My coach kept me out of a lot of mess, and many times he had to call my mom. and said, you need to get down here quick before the law does. I've deserved to be kicked out of the house. I've deserved to be thrown in jail. I've deserved death because of some of my stupid mistakes. But God forgave me. And so did my mom. That's grace. Mom serves us over themselves. Mom gives us grace when we don't deserve it. Why? Because moms have been blessed with more love. I've heard people over the years, and you probably have too, that have quoted 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And they take out the word love and they insert the word Jesus. Anybody ever done that before? But I got to read in this, and I think this applies. And you can say, well, Pastor, you're not supposed to change the word of God. I'm not changing. I just really believe this works. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8 says, Mom suffers long and is kind. Mom does not envy. Mom does not parade herself. Mom is not puffed up. Mom does not behave rudely. Mom does not seek her own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Mom bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. Moms endure all things. Probably no one has suffered more than my mom. Well, (laughs) I take that back. I know some of you in here, but anyhow. Mary suffered because Jesus suffered. Isaiah the prophet said this in Isaiah forty nine fifteen. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. Just like Jesus' mother's love is never-ending, no matter how bad you are or what you have done, Jesus and moms continue to love. In Paul's letter to Titus, he writes about qualities of a sound church. Qualities of a sound church, and he includes moms. Titus 2.4 That they admonish the young women to love their husbands and to love their children. We need more ladies in the church helping out. Not just in our nursery, not just in our kids' ministry, in our youth ministry. In every area of the church, we need mothers taking care of, of the younger. Somebody asked me this morning about the baby shower we got coming up. If you don't know who Michelle Ripley is, stand up, Miss Michelle. This is Miss Michelle Ripley. She's expecting her second. She could use some ladies around here. I'm not trying to to make her cry. I'm not. but, But her mother's not around right now. And so she needs some godly women to come along and help her and to teach her. You can be seated, sis. Bless you. We need moms in the church to step up and to show a little servanthood to the youngers. A little grace. A lot of love. Anybody ever heard that song by Confederate Railroad, Jesus and Mamas? Anybody? Yeah, good, good choice. Don't raise your hand. That's, that's good. I was going to call you a carnal, but that's all right. No, I'm just kidding. This, there, here's the song. Listen, I think I put it up there. I don't know. There's a line in the song by Confederate Railroad, Jesus and Mamas. It goes like this. Jesus and Mama always loved me. Even when the devil took control, Jesus and Mama always loved me. This I know. Everything mom does, everything mom cooks, everything mom buys, everything mom does in love. First Corinthians 16, 14 says, Let all you do be done with love. I know that Ms. Sheridan would, would and still does find great joy in making our kids favorite meals and desserts. Our kids are 25 and 24 now. Is that right? All right. (laughs) She knows. And they'll come to visit. Matter of fact, they're coming next weekend to visit. I'm already getting excited. (sighs) Because when the kids show up, the downside is the grocery bill goes up, but the good side is so does the calorie intake. She'll come in with some stuff. I'm like, you never buy that for me. (laughs) Oh, but the kids are coming. You haven't made that dish in months. But the kids are coming. (laughs) We'll go to their house. And she'll say, oh, before we get there, stop at the store. I'm like, they're adults. They got a job. Stop at the store. Love. She always knows just what to buy them. Listen, I buy things out of, you know, this just got to be done. You know, I, I, I buy, kid, we get ready to buy stuff for the kids. I'm like, they need a drill. They got a house. They're going to have to put stuff together and fix stuff. They don't need a drill. I said, yeah, they do. They need a drill. She goes, oh, no, they, they need a pillow or a blanket or a. You know. <laughs> I buy out of necessity. She buys out of love. <laughs> like I said, no matter what you've done or how bad it might be, Moms have fervent love. 1 Peter 4.8 says, Above all things have fervent love for one another. For love, and I believe mamas, cover a multitude of sin. Jesus' love will remove our sin. Mom's love always gets us through the reaping of what we have sowed. How many of you understand this? regardless of grace, regardless of mercy, you will reap what you sow. If you hadn't figured that out yet, I can explain some things that have happened in your life. You know, the ministry we used to have, you know, they, they would go and they'd break the law and they would do these things. and Then they'd come into our program and they'd graduate after 12 months and they would think, well, I graduate this program so that means all my charges are going to go west and no that means you're saved. That means you're filled with the Holy Ghost. But you still have to reap what you sowed. Now there may be some grace in there and you may not have to do as much. But I thank God that when I was going through all those times and I was reaping mom's love always got me through. We can And we all should learn a lot from the Word of God and the example of Jesus. But Jesus Himself said it was to our advantage that He went away so He could send us the Holy Spirit. But it wasn't until I got saved and received the Holy Spirit up until that point all I had was Mom. I don't know that how many others would say this, but I know it's true with me and Miss Sheridan. The Holy, Holy Ghost often sounds a lot like my wife. <laughs> How many of you, men, amen, I'll be praying. I mean, I've literally done this before. I've been praying, Pastor, so I can come. I've been praying before, and I'll ask the Lord something, and all of a sudden i hear this, do this. And I'm like, man, you sound just like Sheridan. She goes, I'm standing behind you, dummy. but it's just like mamas. Moms always know the right answer. They always know the right to, what to say. They always know how to kiss the boo-boo just the right way. Moms love. I thank God for mothers, especially for born-again, spirit-filled moms. Proverbs 31, 25-28 says, Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. No one serves like Mama. No one has grace like mom. No one loves like mom except Jesus. Jesus had a mom and he honored her. Today, dads, children, grandchildren, follow the example. Honor your mothers this Mother's Day. You serve her. You give her what she deserves and you let her know how much you love her. Dads, When you don't have a clue what to do, get you a set of mama goggles. These don't work as good as the ones they had, but if you just remember this, grace, love, and be a good servant, God will get you through. Amen. Happy Mother's Day, moms. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast of Life Church. If you are looking for a home church, please visit us at 100 Todd Road in Perry, Georgia, or check out our website at lifechurchga.com.